The On The Job podcast from Express Employment Professionals is back for season seven. And I thought, God, I wish I knew of a woman mechanic. I would drive long distances to bring my car to a woman who was a mechanic. And then I thought, I bet a lot of other women feel this way. (laughs) I'm going to open up an all-girl garage and I'm going to make a million (laughs) dollars. Check out On The Job from Express Employment Professionals on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. Nature's always finding ways to support life, like elderberries. Nature's Way extracted the best of the berry, tossed in vitamins C and D and zinc, and put them into Sambuca's gummies. Powerful immune support inspired by nature. Nature's Way. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my tag team partner in podcasting, and that is Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how are you this week? What's up, everyone? I'm doing just fine, thanks. And you? Are you you feeling, um... Are you you feeling any island fever? Feeling all sorts of fevers. I wonder, where was your wife? Was she in Puerto Rico? Was she in England buying tickets for Wembley? Where where, where was she? No, listen. Was she with Bradley Cooper? Probably, but she's not one of those fake bots that are buying tickets to Wembley. We'll get into that in shortly. Why would you call them fake bots? Why can't they be real bots? Uh, Because then they would be auto bots or or ticket bots or Tony bots. Hmm. I did the show where Megatron came up. Is that an Autobot? Megatron, like the the Transformer, Megatron, the wide receiver... For the Detroit Lions, neither Metatron, the oh, the uh, oh, the DJ, no, the Angel. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that person. Oh. Are they are they related to Lady Gaga? You are a bad Catholic. No. Uh, what 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 part of what part of the Old Testament or New Testament is Metatron in? Like all of them. No, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to call Track to to verify this information. Okay. They say that, that um, Enoch, when he ascended, he became Metatron. Enoch, isn't that that little green guy that's um, like a slimy guy in the Marvel comic books? No. No? I had me fooled. I mean, maybe, sure I, had I don't know. I mean, the Enoch that I know, E-N-I-K, is the yellow stack who can speak, who's sort of sh- short and runty from Land of the Lost. Mm-hmm. Although he's very, very conceited. This is very, uh, very engaging uh, commentary. This reminds me of the movie uh, Munich starring uh, that one guy. Uh, wasn't Jude Law. Who's the other guy? That one guy? Eric Bana. Eric Bana oh. was a badass in that fucking movie. You ever watch yeah, Munich? He, I'm sure I did. Eric Bana was definitely one guy. He, he was more badass. <laughs> he was when one he was, guy. <laughs> yeah, he was more badass when he was Hector in Troy. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, Munich was a badass movie. Troy is strangely good and strangely bad at the same time. Yeah. I think, didn't Troy come out at the same time as, uh, what's the one with uh, Russell Crowe? Gladiator? Gladiator. Um, 
I don't think so. I think it, I think it came out around the same time as Alexander, though. Yeah. All right. Well, looks like I've got to study up on my uh, ancient Greek. That's right. Troy, right? Well, Troy, it depends if you consider it Turkey or Anatolia, which was, you know, the roots of Greece. It all, it all melts together. If you listen to Greeks, they'll tell you that Anatolia is Greek. If you listen to Anatolia, if you actually follow the, the tracks of actual humans, Anatolia was there before it was Greece. Mm, okay. Populated anyway. All right. Well... This is episode 117, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to cover the WWE draft on this episode. AEW claiming that they've sold out Wembley Stadium. By the time you hear this, they're going to claim that they sold out Wembley Stadium. So why not just report that at this point? And Buckingham Palace and the Tower of London and Big Ben, which I think might be in the Tower of London. Yeah, all of it. AEW is the greatest company in all of professional wrestling at this point because they're going to sell out this stupid stadium, which is totally farcical. And we'll get into why uh, shortly again. But I can't wait to hear you tell me why. You you know what I have to say, Jeff. You've we've worked together for practically three years, and and you've known me in 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 wrestling chat groups for even longer period than that. You know what I'm going to say before I even say it. But I'll say it to everybody here because they're listening. But they're just going to have to Allegedly. Four minutes. Allegedly. Um, what else are we going to talk about this week? I don't CM know. Punk like, showing up everywhere? We can talk about that. There was a little thing called the draft. Um, there's a little thing called backlash. There's a crazy little thing called love. There's backlash predictions. There's um, Trinity, Trinity debuting, not the Matrix character, Trinity Fatu. The Matrix character is definitely more interesting. Oh, you think so? Well, we can talk about that. We're going to talk all things wrestling. Jeff, but why not just jump into the WWE draft? It was so exciting. I was on the edge of my seat last Friday. And then the Monday after that, I was like, where is Roman going to go? Where is the Usos going to go? Are they going to get split up? Are they not going to go? Are they? Where is Maurice going to land? Who's going to draft Trish Stratus? All of these questions got answered. Jeff, let's, let's get into it. What did okay. you think of all of it? Okay. Let's start in reverse. I think the end result... Was okay. I think the, the, I'm okay with the end result for the most part. Um, though it got a little bit weird when it's what is it Friday the fifth, and already Triple H today announced that there that the tournament for the WWE World Heavyweight <sighs> Title is going to involve talent from both brands. So I mean, it's it it's taken less than a full week for it already to you know get muddy. But anyway, that aside. Um, I, however, thought that the execution of the draft was pretty piss poor, and some of it was pretty head scratching. You um, just said it was good. I said the end result was good. You don't listen. It's Sounds like, like the same thing to me, Jeff. It's not the same thing at all. Okay, like, go ahead. One is if your team won the Super Bowl, the other is if it won the Super Bowl 10 to 3. Anyway. A win is a win. Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> That's my bookie. 
So, so uh, well, not not if you gave seven and a half. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Triple H comes out and, and he, you know, tells us for the first time that half the roster is going to be eligible to be drafted Friday night. The other half will be eligible to be drafted Monday night. And that's and that's and everyone is going to be drafted either Friday or Monday. Spoiler lied over the weekend. There were draft picks announced. Listen, the draft, every draft has multiple days, Jeff. It's not just a but two he day said draft. 50% Friday night, 50% Monday night. That's right. So, and that's only 100%, Jeff. What about when you have to give 110%? Good point. So anyway, so they gave 110%. There you uh, go. He did clarify that the WWE World Heavyweight Champion is going to be exclusive to Raw. So, okay, that's fine. He did not specifically address that Roman's carrying around two belts, but I, I, I mean, I don't know that that I'm the only one who thinks that they tease that, you know, the same title belt, but with a black drop a few months ago, to, you know, as prelude to the fact that they're going to retire Roman's two belts and just replace a universal title with the one with the black drop instead of the red and blue, which, I mean, they're not going to have them walking around with two belts forever, especially if they want to equalize these titles. I'm also, you know, I actually like the new belt. I think it looks good. I also am not someone that gets crazy about lineage and things like that. They will say that the raw belt has the lineage of the raw title and always has and always will. And whatever that title was, this is just this continuity, blah, 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 blah. So well, but Jeff, can I stop you there? Why is that so fucking important? Like you under, you can tell that the lineage of the undisputed title goes back to a combination of the old WWE belt, the WWF belt that was held by Bruno San Martino, WWF belt, right, and 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 um, Bob Backlund, Iron Sheik, Hulk Hogan, um, all those guys. You can go back. Ultimate Warrior. That Pedro lineage Morales. is clear. Then, if you take the WCW side of the title after they merged in two thousand, um, was it two thousand one, two thousand two? You got the Ric Flair, the NWA, all that that lineage. All of that merges and crosses roads into, pun intended, um, into Roman's title, the undisputed title. I don't so, think it is important. I, I I told you I don't get I don't get excited about that stuff. I don't I don't find it to be problematic. It's, it's, so that it's his, that that history is already there in Roman's title. Why do we need a a, a backstory to this fucking new title? Well, I don't think it's going to be in, in in part of Roman. So I think it's going to the fiction is going to be it's in this new title. But again, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't. I don't think any of it matters. Why? Because they like to say that this uh, this is something that's history. Because wrestling likes to pretend that it's a real sport. So and and the fans <laughs> like to pretend it's a real sport. Anyway, back back to the draft. So it starts well enough. You have the the first pick. The bloodline, but the bloodline identified as Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman. Because you had to have Paul Heyman, not the Usos. Ooh. Uh, the, the second pick was Cody Rhodes to Raw. Okay, Roman to SmackDown, Cody to Raw. And then you get Bianca Belair to SmackDown, who is the Raw Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, of course, is not eligible, so you can't see that she's going to be drafted to uh, Raw, you know, to you know, to see if we're going to do the the belt swap or whatever, um, and that kind of silliness that we've gotten in the past. Um, so, you know, to this moment, Bianca Belair is still walking around with the Raw Women's t- Title, and and uh, oh, and Triple H did actually also clarify that the the draft 
uh, rosters are not final until Monday the 8th after Backlash. Of course, the tournament that I mentioned earlier wasn't. Okay, so then we get weird. So instead of Rio, the first pick for uh, Raw and the women is Becky Lynch. Okay. I mean, maybe that's like four years old, you know, but they still want to give send the signal she's a big star, blah, 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 blah. So they, they pick her. We start getting a little bit weirder, though, because it's pretty soon, like, Matt Riddle gets picked before, like, many other stars. And th- this was head-scratching, and it was a little bit weird because he was picked to Raw, even though you know the bloodline was picked to SmackDown. So already you know that Matt Riddle is being separated from this story, um, which is weird because you just got him into the story. Uh, so that was a weird choice, especially when Riddle really didn't need to be picked anywhere near that high up there. Um, and then they, they picked people from NXT. Now, I know the reason why. The reason is because NXT is on Orlando and it's Tuesday nights and they rehearse and things like that. And they probably want them all in Orlando and Raw was probably nowhere close to Orlando and they didn't want to risk travel issues and all that other stuff. But still in storyline, it was weird. It was also weird to draft the NXT NXT Women's Tag Team Champions and then to draft the NXT Women's Champion who I'm not sure if they knew at the time or not, was going to have to surrender a title due to injury. Um, But both things, choices were a little bit weird. Here's the positive. Um, They drafted the NXT Women's Champions in Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. So that's a women's team. They drafted Caden Carter and Katana Chance. That's another women's tag team. Uh, And this this is a division that doesn't have a lot of actual teams. That's been the big problem with it. It's just slapped together teams. When you drafted Indy Hartwell, you could put her back with Candice LeRae, and there's another established team. Then you have Damage Control, you have a team. You have the current champions, Liv and Raquel, a team. You have uh, Chelsea and Sonya. They, they've been working them as a team. Carmella, we found out, is pregnant, so that's why that team isn't going to happen, which is the best reason of all, so congrats to them, and especially after she had that, that problem. But So you have another team, and then, um, what was it, Shayna and... Um, Ron Ronda, another team. So, you know, you have seven or eight teams there. They're, they're actual teams in this division. So that, Jeff, that was a Can I just jump in here one second? Because I know there's a lot of people um, criticizing WWE, and they always do because they put these makeshift tag teams together. Mm-hmm. And I found it funny when I saw the criticism of Isla Dawn and um, Alba Fire. Uh, being drafted, as well as Caden Katana, what is it? Katana Carter, Caden Carter, Caden Carter, Caden Carter, Katana, Katana K&K Dance Factor, right? And they're like, "Oh, finally, we've got some solid tag teams." Jeff, these were two teams that were blasted together because they had nothing better for them to do. One was Kaylee Ray, and then the other one was whatever she was in NXT, and they smashed them together uh, about a year ago, if that. No, and now, it's, it's, it's been about two or three years I've been Oh, stop it. No, it's not. Yeah, it really has. For, for, for a chance in the other one, yes, sure. But the, Alba Fire has only been Alba Fire for, like, what, the last 18 months? Before that, she was Kaylee Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that team, yeah, that, that is more, that's a more recent thing, but they gelled immediately. As soon as I saw the two of them together, I'm like, they shouldn't be rivals, they should be teammates. So, <laughs> you sound like you're uh, making excuses like I make for Vince. Um, 
all these teams are slapped together, like regardless of the time together. Like I was thinking about that. Well, you like, could say every team is slapped together because I mean, except for the Usos, exactly. None, none, none of them were born together. <laughs> exactly, that's my point. I, I mean, even the Briscoes and and, and the the Young Bucks spent some time apart. Exactly, that's my that's my point, Jeff. Is like everybody like makes the big deal of like. We need traditional tag teams. Shut up, you moron. Like, unless you're the the Brujo brothers or like Brett and Anvil that are some somewhat related. Like, you're you what does it care? What does it matter? What does it matter? Shut up. Sit down. It makes a tag team division seem better if there's actual teams in that. People who spend a significant amount of their career with a team or in tag team wrestling. Sure, of course, but listen. Even Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson were slapped together at one point. Nobody was probably like they, they were at one point. What's that? Yes, they were at one point slapped together, but they, right. they stayed together. Like Al Green said, I, I don't know why you're complaining about a positive when you're the absolute WWE mark of all marks. I'm just complaining about people that are complaining. I I, I can't stand. You're them. the complainer right now. Moving on. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, then then we had this this ridiculous notion of free agents, of which one was almost. Then the, Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziegler. Who cares? And Von Wagner. He should be released. What what's he what's he being drafted for? And drafted. First of all, the least important question in wrestling is is Robert Stone drafted with him or not? Uh, not answered on NXT. So I'm assuming the answer is no. Again, the least important question in wrestling. Um, Low energy, or low E, affects millions. In fact, it would be running rampant if it had the energy to run. Fortunately, Planet Fitness can help. Now through May 10th, join for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Enjoy equipment for every workout in our clean and spacious, judgment-free zone. With your new Big Fitness Energy, you can combat low E symptoms, such as persistent couch crave and excessive leaning. Don't wait. Join Planet Fitness for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Deal ends Wednesday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. He's a he's a free agent. Who wants him? Who cares? He's 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 a total dud, total zero. Then they on actually they tried to make him sympathetic by they're going through his like memory photo albums. They start with his you know father losing a match to I don't I even remember who they lost to the Headbangers maybe, um, <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been the Samoan SWAT team. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is they, they they found a picture of him. He didn't want to talk about a baby picture. And they showed him and and like it was his. He, he had like brain surgery or something. They were like he had like a, a scar, like a horseshoe, like three quarters of his head. You could see a baby with you know with a swollen skull and stitches all over. And he's like, I don't want to talk about that picture. It's like so, so you're trying. Okay, so they're trying to explain why his head is so bizarrely shaped and whatever. But you're gonna try and turn this guy into a face. This guy with no personality, no charisma whatsoever. I, I mean, good luck. And then and then you're not even giving me a brand so you can just float around. I I didn't get that. Then later on, they, they announced that Brock Lesnar, you know, negotiated to be a free agent. Fine. It's Brock Lesnar, whatever. When, when in case of emergency, break glass, enter Brock Lesnar. That, that, that's fine. I, you know, I can almost understand for almost two. He's an attraction. You know, you don't want him to get too caught up in anything. He can be a hitman for hire or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you. you, you you don't get too bored of him anywhere. He can stay special. Fine. Um, Dolphin Nolly, don't get it. Don't really care. Um, then there was this funny rumor over the weekend because it was posted. It's almost a Photoshop to be. It was from the NXT uh, Twitter account with it had that you know gold certification. 
Okay. And it said that Ali and Aliyah were traded to NXT, and everyone believed it because why not? Uh, but it was it was fake. Um, oh. So, and then Natty, of course, said, "I'm drafted to whichever show, but I'll, I can show up wherever I want." Shut up, Natty. I mean, no, nobody wants to see you wherever you want. But why, 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 why is she making that statement? Like, like I can see Ronda Rousey saying that. Like, I'm Ronda Rousey. I'll do whatever I want. Natty, who cares? I care about what Natty cares about. All right. Anyway. Jeff, but these free agents, let me explain something to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brock is Brock. So Brock can go wherever he wants. Sure. I said that. You did. And very eloquently, might I add. Well, you said, let me explain something to you. But Ali and Dolph, you need guys that can put other people over. You need these traveling jobbers. Sorry. uh, Excuse me. Enhancement talent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why you need these guys to be free agents. You want them to hop around from Raw to SmackDown to be able to go to Raw and put over Veer Mahan and then go back to SmackDown and put over whoever was, you know, Veer is no longer a singles wrestler. Veer is coming to Raw, right? By Jinder with Sangha as in the share. They're the future tag team champions. No, 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 no. Don't don't bury the lead here. Veer is coming to Raw once again. You better be scared. (laughs) Veer is coming. You better be patient. <laughs> better be. You're going to be waiting for him to come all over Raw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you were excited about that. Were, were, were you? What was some of the most exciting draft picks for you in the share? Uh, right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a complete Sangha maniac. A um, <laughs> little bit upset about uh, Bobby Lashley going to SmackDown because now he's in the Roman sphere. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe he wins this tournament and ends up. As the champion has to go back to Raw, I'd be excited mm. about that. Um, I keep wish casting Lashley, Lashley into world title scenarios, and you know, eventually I'll be right, or probably not. Uh, I was disappointed LA Knight was not drafted to Raw. Uh, Raw is three hours long. LA Knight is an entertaining, charismatic guy. He can carry a 15 or 20 minute segment, um, and they could have used that on Raw, where in SmackDown they don't really need the help. Um, yep. So that 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 those were my two disappointments. The rest of it, I, th- I think, was fine. I yeah, you know, I don't really dig the women champions. Ulti- you know, what's ultimately just going to be a title swap brokered by Adam Pierce or Triple H or someone. But whatever, it's not, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they left the cliffhanger. For the Usos, though they did ultimately get drafted to SmackDown, but only after we had the cliffhanger on SmackDown, which actually I thought was executed pretty well, where Paul Heyman kept talking to Solo, but of course the Usos are sitting down on the couch face forward, so they don't, and Paul Heyman's speaking behind them, and of course they never turn around, and and they're going, it's your night, and he's talking to Solo, looking at Solo as Solo is putting on the tape of death onto his Samoan spike thumb and and hand, Um, and then he later on gives Solo the cue to go out saying, it's the tribal chief made the call. It's your time now. And he goes out. But Riddle, of course, in his, you know, soon to be last act of defiance, intercepts Solo. So we never know for sure whether Solo was going out there to destroy his brothers or to dr- destroy Sammy and KO and help his brothers win the titles back. We know what we think. Uh, and of course, that is, that was a well done 
cliffhanger. Um, and then the Usos do get drafted to SmackDown on Monday, thus ending that part of the story, whether, you know, Roman and Paul made it so that they don't have to be together. Sure, they have to be together. That's how this story continues. Um, That's right. And then, of course, tomorrow night on uh, Backlash, you've got the big six-man where we'll see uh, – well, we'll uh, we'll save that to the to the end when we do predictions. So I thought that I thought that was well done storyline. I mean, yeah, I hear I hear some criticism about people getting tired of this the bloodline stuff. Are you getting tired of it? Yeah, I don't mind the bloodline itself. I was getting tired of the Sammy Ko Usos constantly fighting the same lines every week. They 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 have really like the last two months. Um, two, two and a half months, they've, they've sort of been on repeat. And instead of just repeating the same things once a week, they would repeat it like three times a week. Uh, and you know, between the recaps and probably more than that. So it, it, it was not just repeated, but it was, it was rerun and repeated. So yes, but since KO and, and Sammy were drafted to Raw and the Usos were drafted to SmackDown, you know, the, presumably that, 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 that's going to be, you know, broken up, you know, and then, you know, those titles, we know they're going to be split at some point. I'm not sure by whom. I don't know when KO and Sammy are going to lose one title, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear that they were trying to set us up for that. I mean, even months ago when they were having the tournament, you know, only the SmackDown tag team titles would be on the line. And, and of course, I, I blew that week where I forgot that Hit Row was going to have to face the uh, the brawling brutes, but Drew and Sheamus. I just thought it was Drew and Sheamus, and you know and all of that stuff. But and there was another. I think there was another time when they said the Raw titles were on the line. So you know that's that's coming. But uh, like like Veer, yes, exactly like Veer. I'm interested in the next chapter. I'm, I'm I'm not bored of the Bloodline story itself. Just just with with these enemies. Okay, and and I, I feel like this draft gives him some new life. There's new people to mix in there. I, I like the idea of mixing Lashley in there. I think almost is going to end up on SmackDown. I think they're going to reform. I, I Listen, I think it'd be amazing and you, to reform the Hurt Business and have them go after the Bloodline. I've been saying that for a long time, but I've, I've sort of given up on it. And, you know, it, it looked like they were going to make Shelton and Cedric, you know, a, a serious tag team again for a bit, but that seemed to be one or two weeks and that was it. And they went back to being jobbers or disappeared again. So I don't know. I don't know about all that, but, um, what'd you think of, um, Indy Hartwell being, uh, drafted to, uh, was raw. Well, I mean, listen, the only time any of those folks were entertaining was when they were together as the way. So I'm okay with that. And like I said, you know, Indy and Candace, are an actual women's tag team. So it's another team for the division. I just don't know how long Indy's going to be out for again. I don't think they knew that. I don't think her MRI results had come back yet. And I think they were hoping that she had escaped injury, but uh, I don't know how serious it is. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My thoughts on this draft was, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's, um, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick that runs two nights. And I think if you are a TV uh, producer, not not producer, but like a a TV executive for either Fox or USA, it seems like a big deal to um, be able to get 
some big names on your brand, right? I think USA was before Cody came back. I think there was a lot of concern over who's, you know, how come they can't get Roman on, on raw. Mm-hmm. And now um, if they big Cody up, they will, you know, get uh, Cody Rhodes as the champion. But I don't know. I think that there's a couple of people that could end up surprising and not allow Cody Rhodes this title. I think there's a lot of people that are still speculating that it's a bullshit um, hand-me-down. It's a consolation prize. It's like the participation sticker to win this title and Cody doesn't really finish the story if he wins this title. So everybody's kind of fantasy booking him to win the money in the bank. Uh, so he can continue going after Roman. That's the only way that he would be able to get to Roman. It could um, be a trade. It could get a trade, but I mean. But I think if, if your original point was interesting, though, about TV executives. I, I don't think they care about that so much, about the finishing the story. I think they do care about having stars on their on their networks. But right. I think what what's more interesting is that you can have cast shakeups without really having to hire anybody new. So, you know. Fox now got AJ Styles and Edge, uh, you know, and Lashley to go along with the Bloodline and and whoever else was on that cast. Raw now has, you know, they, they keep Seth Rollins, they have Cody, um, you know, uh, I'm not even really sure who else was drafted to uh, Nakamura, who seems to be getting a, another lease on life. Um, you know, they they. Yeah. They got volume. Like Raw got like three people to every one SmackDown guy. Uh, they got Imperium. So Gunter, who's you know Ugh. one of the best champions. I know you don't like him, but what a fucking bore. No, but he can he can carry he can carry a twenty minute match. You know, and they they no, need no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> By what slapping for twenty minutes? He's a great wrestler, and I I don't know why you think he's not, but he he and. Raw is three hours long. They need matches, and they need people who can actually work a match for. Nobody wants to watch Gunther in a twenty. Almost match. everybody wants to watch Gunther. You're like nobody, the only nobody one who wants, doesn't. Nobody wants to watch that, Jeff. Yeah, who, they do. No, no, they don't. Yeah, they, they you really know what? Do. How much? Let me ask you this, Jeff. How much Gunther merchandise do you own? I don't. I don't own. Right. Ask me about how much Roman merchandise I have. Zero. How much Cody merchandise I have? Zero. You have an Alexa Bliss doll behind you. Damn right, I have Alexa Bliss merch. There you go. So I, I, you have I, you have I, uh, you I have a Parka mask behind you. That's right. And and uh, was was that a, serp- <laughs> that a Serpentico mask? I have a, no. I've got a Penta. I've got a Penta mask. I've got a tiger, a, a tiger mask. Mask. Uh, a Mil Muertes mask. There you go. So you put your money where your mouth is, right? I've got the, a couple of big bad kaiju shirts. I've got a Shane Taylor promotion shirt. I've got a I've got See? some you know classic old shirts. NWO, Bullet well, Club. I got Rat, Macho Man Savage. Taste. And the fact that you don't have a Gunther shirt. And let me ask you this: Do you think that Gunther has a shirt on, on WWE shop? I don't. Yeah. The, the only current <laughs> the only current people I have wrestling gear for. Um, I got Viv LWO tank tops. I saw that. She looks hot as hell. Um, I have a Bobby Lashley Almighty shirt and a and and Bray Alexa merchandise. There you go. See, I literally so have you know. a Bray half Bray, half fiend half twisted bliss. You know, where their heads merge together. There you go. So you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. 
And when you go to live events, you don't see anybody wearing a Gunther shirt. Now, uh, yeah, I, I get it. He's a heel. I, I, I don't make. I don't look at the other people at wrestling events. You, you don't. You don't look at your brethren. I hope I don't look at them, and I hope they don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if like Drew Yari's in the audience wearing a Gunther shirt, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. What What, what would Drew Yari be doing at, at a Baltimore show? I mean, who he's in like knows? San Antonio or something. Drew, Drew Yari's in the middle of watching all 33 fucking Marvel movies for fucking what? Like is, is Avengers four, four, four coming up, five coming out? No. What are you doing, Drew Yari? I hope you're listening to this. I still don't understand. I told you on Twitter, you don't need to do this. I'm serious. <laughs> stop, please. I go take don't. your girlfriend or your wife out. Please stop. Stop fucking watching Marvel movies. I don't know how he has the time. <laughs> And he, and he gets on Facebook and he's all like, so proud. He's like, five out of 31 completed. It's like, my man, go outside and touch some grass. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, I- <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. But I'm just, <laughs> you know what? I'm, it, it's that I'm jealous of your time. I, I'm jealous that you have the time to go through these 31 movies. And I, I, know. I think he must have like kidnapped Kang or something so he can, <laughs> he can sh- change time around. Listen, he he could be king for all we fucking know, because you know Jonathan Majors is in hot water. It's true. Um, everyone, everyone dropped him right away. My goodness. Yeah, they were like, "Who, Jonathan? Who?" Um, what else did I want to tell you about the draft? Demoted uh, from majors down to corporal. <laughs> that's right. Private. Demoted uh, <laughs> to private, as in you go in this room and stay private. That's right. Were you surprised? Were you disappointed that there weren't like any big surprises, like Matt Cardona, or uh, you know? Yeah, I was a little disappointed that there was no, there were no surprises. Were you like expecting Sasha Banks to come back? No, I, I'm done with that kind of expectation. Um, let's see here. Uh, USA happy. I, I can't remember. Oh, man, I wanted to talk to you about something else, but now I can't remember. It'll come to me later, probably. Right, right, right when we're about to wrap, I'll be like, oh, yeah, here it is. Um, let's talk, Let's pivot to this um, the World Heavyweight Championship title uh, tournament that's about to occur after Backlash. Okay. You um, reported um, at the beginning of the show that... Triple H announced on Friday from Puerto Rico Whoa. that it uh, there will be a tournament starting on Raw after Backlash and and going on uh, to SmackDown, and it will involve both Raw and SmackDown participants. There will be a triple threat match, and the winner of that triple threat match will was it? There are going to be two triple threat matches, and then the two people are going to. F- face off that same night and then they're going to declare a winner from raw. And then the same thing happens on SmackDown. Something like that. I think that's, what's going to go on. I mean, so I am sure there'll be a tournament <laughs> and that the tournament would conclude at King, you know, King and queen of the ring or night of champions, no, whatever of they champions. call it in Saudi Arabia. So they've got plenty of time to not just be doing two triple threats. Yeah, but they're, they're going to do it. And then I guess spend the time building the storyline between these two participants. Um, 
I like the idea. I know there are, very, again, many people online are critical. Why are we seeing so much? Um, I would have preferred prefer just a regular tournament, you know, even if it was just SmackDown people. Yeah, even if it was just, you know, eight eight people from each show. And yeah, he, he shouldn't have said the, the, the roster split was going to be a hard split and then blur it right away. I mean, he should have said, with the exception of the tournament for the WWE champion, the, the roster split will be finite, at, will be final after that. I mean, we all know nothing's final. We all know there can be trades. We all know that they, they set up free agents. We all, we all know that people will be called up from NXT. We all know people will go down with injury. People will return. Randy Orton will return from injury at some point, hopefully. Uh, Bray Wyatt might come back. Who knows? They may sign a free agent. You know, uh, you know, Trinity and Nick Aldis are on short-term contracts with Impact. Who knows? Whatever. The Tomatonga is a free agent. Whatever the case might be. You know, nothing is static in wrestling. But to do the draft and immediately do a tournament for a title, which already has a little bit of a cloud over it. It's a stupid cloud, but it has a cloud over it. And then to add this other wrinkle of bullshittedness to it is... It, it it's just you know you, you you think they're playing chess sometimes and then they show you that they're playing checkers. That said, this tournament is is a way to maybe you know get Seth you know a win over Cody with you know with Brock still you know interfering and antagonizing Cody uh, you know and. Like it or not, I know you like it. I don't, but you know, Seth's been a good soldier the last couple of years, um, yes. and you know, as being the inaugural WWE World Heavyweight Champion, add some you know indie street cred, wrestler oh, work, no, 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 workhorse no. cred to it. Um, I'll, I'll give you workhorse cred. Don't bring that indie bullshit to to my WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And that's that's where he got famous from, you know. No, 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 no. Hold up, he didn't. Let's be real. Everybody knows him as Seth Rollins, not Tyler Black. Uh, that's that's true. But uh, he, you know, I mean, but people love him because he came from that place and then got big. Same as Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, whatever. It, it is. You know, what it is. I. I like Seth Rollins. I really hope that he is the inaugural champion because I think this should take over as the workhorse title i think if you're you read in between the lines from what triple h was saying not as much bearing roman but he was putting this new title to be the workhorses championship and you know for that used to be in the in the golden era of of wwe the intercontinental title you had honky tonk hold it macho man hold it ricky steamboat hold it um brett kurt Brett, Kurt, right? You had a, a, a lot of legends hold it, Razor, and and really good wrestlers. Um, and so Seth being the inaugural champion makes a lot of sense. Um, and and like we've discussed many a time before, like this guy, you know, it, it Triple H might be booking, but Vince has always booked that if you if you follow Vince's script and you're a good soldier, he's going to pay you back. So if you Go to bed with Lana in a cuck hold angled. Vince will eventually, 18 months down the line, pay you off with a world championship. Bobby Lashley. So Seth has done 
a phenomenal job. Well, they signed Rusev to AEW, and he has had, he hasn't had to work in three years. There you go. Would you rather be in a cuckold angle with Lashley, or would you rather be in AEW? I'm saying I'm saying Vince booked them both perfectly. <laughs> um, I mean Miro. I mean Dolph Ziggler is probably the smartest person in wrestling. Lashley might be the. I mean uh, Miro might be the second smartest person, and the Miz is probably the smartest person. Yeah, some, without a doubt. I don't know about Miro. Miro loses some points after going to AEW. He's getting paid six figures to do nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I guess this this is true. And and Andrade is getting paid to gallivant across the world with Charlotte. Charlotte's got a good gig, by the way. Like, if we can just, uh, you know, um, take a detour for a second. The last two WrestleManias, Charlotte comes in, does her business, loses, and then disappears for like three to four months. And and you see her on Twitter and she's like in bikinis on South Beach and, you know, in Ibiza and all these other places with Andrade. Like, what a fucking wonderful life. Ibiza. 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 Thank you. Sorry, I had the bubbles in my mouth. Don't embarrass us. I mean, you're the Latin one saying Ibiza. Listen. Ignorant. That's a, that's no, the, yeah, no, this is great. Yeah, she, she comes back. She gets a title. 15, 16, she acts, you know, she pretends to be face, but she ultimately is a heel because that's what she is. She loses the title again, and then she goes away on another seven-month vacation. It's fucking phenomenal. This is exactly what all major wrestlers should should be doing. Like, you don't want to be on the road for 200 days out of the year and then burn yourself out. Like, be a specialty act. Be a – like – now, when Charlotte shows up at like the MSG show, like it feels like a special event. Like I, I don't need her showing up at Corpus Christi, and then I'm going to show up at Madison Square Garden, and it feels like it's just whatever. Let it be special. Um, her gigs. I, I. So this heavyweight title, I like the fact that we got SmackDown talent in in there. I know it's a Raw title. I get it. After the winner is declared, the champion can stay on Raw. But it makes sense to me that if you're going to have a new championship, it better be the best of the best, the cream of the crop going after this. And that means all of the people from across both brands. I have no issue with anything you just said, except the timing of the announcement. But the way that you described it, it would be convoluted. Just throw it all out there. And it's just like, all right. Triple threat. It is convoluted. Well, now it sounds convoluted and stupid. No, this is this is the same thing as instead of you saying next Saturday is backlash, you got to say backlash is two Saturdays from now. No, it's not <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Jeff, I remember what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, as the draft was also announced for the first time ever, we got this. Um, we we were told that there could possibly be transfers. They didn't say trades. They said transfers. So very similar to how um, you, you know, European uh, soccer or football uh, does transfers between leagues. Now you have these transfers between um, brands. I think it's brilliant because now you've just booked yourself into – a spot where you can say, oh, we drafted, we transferred Gunther to back to SmackDown for $1.5 million. And you don't have to explain, 
who the equivalent of Gunther is. Although you know it's a basket of fucking balls. But you could do that with trades too. No, because tra- in baseball or in football, like a trade is like it's got to be equal trading, right? It's got to be like one for one. You don't trade for most of the trades in in American football or basketball or baseball. It's either for equivalent talent or future draft picks, right? Or and future considerations. System, and in the transfer system, you could transfer a guy and just get money back. So there's no like equal trade or well, it's an essentially an equal trade, but you're just kind of bartering the money for the talent. Listen, for most of us Americans, cheap. transfers mean that you switch schools and it sounds like you're, you're changing credit. There's, there's no reason that just because trade means equivalent value in most major league sports that they have to do that in wrestling and, and they can talk about future considerations or they can send them three jobber jobber wrestlers but since everyone's a superstar you can pretend that otis and and chad gable are superstars and you're getting two of them plus maxine dupree for cody rhodes you're saying three superstars for one and everyone knows you got you got three bottom card people for their one superstar but in wrestling they're all superstars just say it doesn't matter. It, it, this word transfer doesn't make it brilliant. Because I, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about when you say European football and Premier League. None of this may – I mean, it sounds like you're describing NASCAR teams where you have drivers working together. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. With tra- tra- transfer is when you're not happy at Cornell University, so you apply to go to University of Michigan. That's a transfer. And you just hope all your credits go with you. No, no, that's not a, that's not how transfers work. Nobody knows. What do you, what you, what you think about? this is going to be like a bus transfer? Like you just you're taking the ticket from the bus driver and going to another bus? Switching colleges. This is, transfers aren't sports. Trades are sports. This is a sport. It's sports entertainment. Transfers is neither of those things. It's college. No, it's not because then you're tr- you. Sometimes your 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 credits don't transfer over, so then there's an issue. There's a dis- there's a there's not equal, yeah, equal then, value. Then you, then you just have to stay longer. And it's, you know, okay, if you go to Baltimore Community College and transfer to Johns Hopkins, yeah, Hopkins may not recognize all of your transfers. Sometimes it's because of sports. You're the third quarterback on one team, but you're going to be the the starting quarterback at Arkansas State, and so you transfer. I mean, it can be, but, but that's what what transfers are. It is is in an educational capacity. Trades really want- is sports. If you guys are international listeners, please like drop us an email at hammerlockhangover at gmail. If you're an international listener, stop listening. And and and, and we don't just, want you. <laughs> just say, hey Jeff. Um, this is America first. Shut, shut, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking this, about. This is a mag. This you is need, a mag. You need to learn to watch footy. Make hammerlock break it, break it again. What's that? Make Hammerlock Hangover great again. That's right. Wow. Steve's picking his nose right now. You can't see it because it's an audio. I'm scratching away. I think I've got a – you know where the worst place to get a pimple is? Is like right below your nose, like right on your nose, like either inside your nose or right on the Is this your cover story? Yeah, my car story. You see how it's like extra right over here? You're looking at it. I I see you looking at it. Listen – you're Colombian. Your nose is red. I'm not thinking zit. <laughs> I, I set myself up for that one. 
did you did you anything else related to the wwe draft that we need to cover uh jeff yeah I, I think we killed it the transfers was the best no i don't hear anybody talking about transfers like we talked about transfers <laughs> certainly not it certainly didn't make that much of an impression on anyone else yeah i don't know i, I think we're gonna get a full mailbag after this i wonder what goldberg and abushi think of it who goldberg and abushi yeah, that's not that's not nobody cares about that. Um, Jeff, let's move on to what do we want to move on to? You want to talk about Wembley? You want to talk about backlash? You said backlash. You wanted to. Yeah, we should do last. backlash last. Yeah. So let's talk about AEW. AEW and this fucking Wembley. Everybody's talking about Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. Um. Jeff, by the time we're recording, they've sold close to 60,000 tickets. Um, by the time our listeners are listening to this, it might very well increase to they've sold 70 to 80,000 tickets or very well sold out all of Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff, I don't believe any of this bullshit. I'm smart enough to know that they said the same shit last year when they put together the they they released a bunch of tickets, a pre-sale for Forbidden Dork One. Yes, I called it Forbidden Dork. And guess what? They announced the card, came to game day, and the arena was fucking empty. You could get tickets for six dollars to walk into the fucking place. Um, so that was forbidden dork one. I think we're setting up for a replay here. You, you know, yeah, they, they claim to have sold out, um, the Arthur Ashe stadium the first time of, uh, Grand Slam. I was at Grand Slam. Yeah, you were there. It was not a, it was not a clear sellout. There were empty seats. Um. And so I think that this is all marketing. This is, well, the same old shit that we've been talking about after every fucking major pay-per-view that AEW has is that Tony Khan claims that the gate is up 20% and we've seen record numbers and we're doing great. But when you ask for details, they don't come. The ratings are up. They're better. They're five times better than the last one. And you don't know if it's five times zero or five times one or five times two. So, Jeff, your thoughts on Wembley Stadium practically selling out uh, for a card uh, full of jobbers that there's probably not even one superstar um, that's going to show up. Okay. Well, part of that question I'm going to ignore. I am also skeptical about the legitimacy of these sales. Not that they were made at all, though I wouldn't be surprised if some of them, uh, you know, were Tony Khan purchased, you know, and basically bought tickets from himself. Uh, It's been thought that he's done so before. As you've said, there's been many events where they claim to have sold all the tickets that are available or sold out a house and you, you know, you, you see it on TV or you see pictures from people in the crowd, or in fact, you were at a crowd. I was at full gear 2019. It was at least a third empty. Um, 
I don't remember if they claimed it was a sellout. This was before they were all manic about stuff and they were coming off DC, you know, a, a month and a half earlier where they legitimately sold that 18,000 people. So, you know, they, they were probably still feelings. Anyway, um, yes, we've seen in, in the US markets, especially the second time around, um, where they go to a show or where they oversaturate a region that sellouts don't always appear to be sellouts. And that could be because Tony's buying the tickets and there's no one to distribute them to, or more likely that scalpers buy too many of them and couldn't sell as many. And, and, you know, and, you know, we know people who have bought tickets for two, three dollars, one dollar a ticket the day of major events, including, I think, all in in Chicago, CM Punk's day. I mean, Anthony Missionary Thomas from Wrestling Soup was at that show. He got their tickets for, I think, $2 that day, day of the show. Um, so scalpers have lost money. And for the most part, they have gotten out of the AEW market, which is why now they don't announce sellouts anymore, which is why you, you see when WrestleTix posts thing, they'll say, you know, 6,036 tickets made available, uh, uh, tickets sold 4,124, available tickets, whatever the difference of that is, you know, 2,000 or whatever it is. Uh, and then you'll look, you know, and you watch the show and you'll be like, is that 4,000? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's, you know, it's hard to say. Um, so, but, you know, there, there's, you know, and, and when there's a sellout, like in, you know, the shows in Canada, it probably is a sellout. Um, or they're in a very small building. Like when they went to Troy, Ohio, it was a, it was a, 2000 seat arena. They had 2000 people there, 2500, whatever it was. Um, the only thing I can say about this is that Britain doesn't get too many major shows. This is London. It's a very populated city. They are rabid fans. Uh, and they've been wanting a show there for, you know, three and a half, four years for AW. So, you know, that, that, that's something that I can't factor in. I'm trying to factor in the U.S. experience and, extrapolating or assuming that it's the same as what's going on in Britain or, you know, I don't know how many people from other countries would travel. I mean, there's a tunnel between France and Britain. It's not like it's a major plane trip, um, you know, or people from Scotland, you know, or Wales can drive there or whatever. Um, it isn't that big an island. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm skeptical just like you. Listen, I've been, I've been, anyone who sees my Twitter knows that I said I have, I'd be, I'm not, wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't sell 60,000 or so tickets, but, you know, or claim even more. But that when we, when we see it, that there's closer to 35 to 45,000 people in the building, I think at some point I said between 25 and 32.5. And, yeah, I I think it's reasonable that there will be thirty three thousand people there, which is still a lot of people for a wrestling event, but you know, not in a ninety thousand person venue. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm trying not to put too much else out there because it sounds like I'm rooting for one thing to happen. Um, I'm I'm rooting for one thing. To happen. I know you are. Um, you know, and you know, I, I, you know. Here's the deal. I. I I don't root against AEW. It just makes me want to root against it because I hate the way it's run. I hate the lies. And I hate, and I also hate the 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 hyper exuberance of the fans who you know who do stupid things and say stupid things and like act like this company is making money. Like if if the typical AEW fan just said, "Listen, he gives I like exhibition matches. He gives me exhibition matches. Yeah, he's probably losing a shitload of money, but he's rich." Who cares? If he doesn't care, I don't care. 
you know, if he's paying for TV time and all that stuff, and this is his hobby and I get to watch what I want to watch and I get to see the wrestlers I want to see, I don't really care because I like seeing Vikingo versus, you know, Penta for no particular reason. That, that, that's cool to me. And then I will, you know, and I like hearing MJF say bitch and say nasty things, uh, that this, you know, and whatever. And if they were just honest about it or were, didn't think it was actually like, like by any other business standard or success, or if they would, would stop saying it's growing when it's not growing, where it, it's, it, it, it's clearly declining in every metric except for maybe ticket sales in England. Um, you know, if they were just like semi-normal, semi-objective, that'd be fine. Like, but I don't like The Miz. I don't like Seth Rollins, but if someone says Seth Rollins is a star or the Miz is a star, I'm not going to tell you he's not. <laughs> I'm just going to say I don't like him, you know. But if if you say if if you say someone I don't like Kenny Omega, you're going to get like all this hate over like you're the worst. You should touch grass. You 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 should kill yourself. You're sucking Vince's dick. I mean, I mean, it, it it's that which turns me off to it. And also, you know, Tony's sort of like a child, but but at this point, it's like constant podcast fodder so it's like you know both you know both sides of my you know my id and my uh super id or super ego are, are satiated by by him anyway i don't know i'm skeptical but i'm uh, that long diatribe or monologue whatever it is was really to say I, i'm gonna try to say very little else about it until the night of august 27th or august 28th when we actually see what's in the building and if, in fact, they say they sold 80,000 tickets before all said and done and the place is half empty, then I'm going to say, see, uh, if it's really full, I will be impressed. Now do it in the U.S. Because Dynamite was in Baltimore this past Wednesday and there were 4,200 tickets sold. <laughs> right. Jeff, let, I, let's let's. Take this time to talk about something that you've been very active on social media um, to you. You're sharing information. You have a contact um, in the TV industry that is well aware of the contractual status of AEW's new collision show. And we've speculated whether Tony was. Provided this contract for a third AEW show on Turner, Broad, Turner Discovery, Warner Brothers channels, whatever you want to call them now, um, or was it something else? So, Jeff, take it away. Okay. First, I have a contact that, that is close to the executive suite there. Not all of their information is 100% correct. Not all their, uh, and, and they're not privy to everything. And certain things are confidential. So it just, just, it just doesn't get out. This is my understanding that collision was not certain. It may still not be certain, but if it was actually confirmed, it may have been earlier this week. But I haven't received confirmation of that. Other people are reporting that they signed a deal this week, but I have not heard that. Um, my understanding is that things are not certain and that some of it was condi- contingent on a few things. One of those things 
was perceived interest in All In, which is another reason why I'm a little bit skeptical about it and why Tony might be motivated to buy more tickets, you know, set up bot accounts, whatever, or incentivize, you know, others to, you know, log on there or set up an algorithm or or even to incentivize scalpers or whatever the case might be. I don't know. I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but that is an incentive if that is one of the benchmarks. But others were that CM Punk would be part of it, which personally, I don't agree with that, but but that seems to be objectively true that they want CM Punk to be part of it and and, and featured um, not necessarily on the Saturday night show, but uh, back on AEW. It seems like AEW wants it to be the Saturday night show, and even that narrative has changed that, that he will be on Wednesday nights when they're on. Because this is a death spot for Saturday night. Saturday night is not yeah. a big TV night. You know, you think that the Rampage time slot is bad. No, it's not. Friday night at 10 o'clock is a good TV time slot. I mean, Dallas was like the number one show for 10 years, mostly Friday nights at, at 10 o'clock. Um, there's been tons of huge shows in that slot. Anyway, that, 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 that's, that's not particularly important. Um, but the Saturday night slot... I mean, it's every bad as bad, if not worse, than Saturday nights. There's still going to be NBA and NHL preemptions all over the place. So this show for two hours, it's going to be, it's probably going to be preempted more often because it's two hours instead of one. It's going to be more awkward because it's two hours instead of one, and it's going to be facing competition not directly on the Turner networks, but from NFL. And college football and other college sports as well. Uh, because you have big games on Saturday nights, major league baseball. So Saturday nights, it's even going to be stiffer competition. Um, yeah, it's not a great slot. So I don't think you'd want CM Punk, your biggest star, to be on a night where, if they do four or five hundred thousand dollars, that might be considered success. Anyway, the other part I'm hearing is that. Okay, so Dave Meltzer at some point speculated, and everyone said he reported, but he really didn't, but he didn't try to correct himself. He speculated out loud that the, the show would be getting $52 million a year. All he did is is figure out what the average per hour price tag was for shows on Turner. First of all, I don't know how he knows that, but he added in the NBA and NHL, you know, to that. Um, so we came up with, about four or five hundred thousand dollars an hour, multiply that by fifty-two weeks for two hours. So he came up with, with fifty-two million dollars. That, and that, that's where he came up with the number from. I guess he said one week would be reruns, or if it's four hundred thousand, it's a little less. Whatever. That that's where he spitballed that number. I know this because Andrew Zarian reported it. And why was I paying particular attention to Andrew Zarian that day? Well, two reasons. One, because he's the one who broke this story initially, even though he'll he always says, I'm not a journalist. Um, so he broke the story. Everyone's been reporting this fact ever since. But the other number he reports, he also heard $17 million. Well, I know where he got the $17 million from because he got it from me. And and I was just, I, and I wasn't saying as a source, I'm just saying, well, if AW gets $45 million a year now for three hours of TV a week, and you're adding two more hours, if you assume it's the same rate, that's 40% more. So 40% of $45 million is $17 million. I mean, $17 million makes a whole lot more than sense than $52 million. Unless you think AEW is about to get a three times raise, 
And you're talking about Warner Brothers Discovery, which is cutting costs all over the place. The only person that got a raise at, at Warner Brothers is James Gunn, who wasn't working for Warner Brothers uh, necessarily. <laughs> so, um, so, so he reported that that he heard it, and you know, he heard it from me. Um, and I was just musing, probably more realistically, they know. All right, so this is this is what my contact said. Said you're probably closer to right, but it, it's it's not even that. What ha- what is happening now is that Tony is he's buying the time, he's buying the time slot, he's paying Warner Brothers for the content. So it's free content for them. They'll they'll be the ad splits and the sponsor splits. Um, you know, so we'll get some money out of it. But he wants the exposure. But it's not just because he's being foolish. It's it's like a good faith kind of thing. He's like saying that we want AW to be your partner. We want it to be as integral to Warner Brothers Discovery as WWE is to Comcast Universal with Peacock and, and USA. Um, so we want to give you everything. In As a sign of good faith, he canceled the, the two YouTube shows. Now, you don't make money from YouTube shows. AEW fans deny that until this week. We're also no big deal. Um, you know, And we know that Warner Brothers Discovery didn't want more wrestling. And they didn't want to pay for more wrestling. How do we know that? Because they didn't give Ring of Honor television. And Ring of Honor wasn't a sullied brand. It was an unknown brand. It was, it's the same freaking people. You know, the, Tony hires some of the people from Ring of Honor, but, you know, half of them, half the AEW roster at some point was from Ring of Honor, but he was mostly, he's mostly using AEW people to populate that. So, you know, if, if they wanted another show so bad, they, they could have had it at any time. So it sort of makes sense. The new thing that's being added into it is that. The pay-per-views may become PLEs on HBO Max, Um, Mm -hmm. and it won't necessarily include Ring of Honor. We're just talking about AEW, and that this will be content for for, um, HBO Max, and that's why they're paying attention to All In, because I think they sort of like the WWE special events where Backlash is in Puerto Rico, big deal, where they've got the shows in Cardiff, it's a big deal. They have the shows in Saudi Arabia, they're a big deal. And all of a sudden, sort of the B-level and C-level pay-per-views now all feel like big deals um, because they're in they're, they're doing event locations. So that's sort of uh, what, what's happening there. So it may be that Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, and the PLEs will be on Warner Brothers Discovery. Hopefully, there'll be some per capita increase for AEW. People have stopped talking about two and a half, three times at this point. They're just talking about an increase uh, and proportionate to the, the number of TV hours. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I have HBO Max, so great. I don't want to be paying fifty or sixty dollars for these for these pay-per-views. Uh, so this is great for me. This is terrific news. Um, I don't know that AEW is going to get more money out of this from it being a PLE, maybe more exposure, maybe not, um, than they get from pay-per-view revenue. I, I, you know, I'm not sure how the numbers work for that. So I'm not sure that this, I'm not sure this is a great business move. Um, you know, unless you just take the more exposure will ultimately grow your business, but, hasn't worked for any other streaming network. There's not a single streaming network out there that's profitable. And and Netflix, which is the biggest one, which has never been profitable, actually lost subscribers for the first time in its history last year. And of course, Wall Street went crazy and and they they you know, Wall Street's basically given up on the entire concept of, of streaming, at least for the moment. Anyway, that 
that is my understanding in what is, I guess, a walnut shell or maybe a coconut shell. I like the coconut shell. Yeah. Everything you've sold here to on this um, discussion about AW Warner Brothers Discovery and Collision and and the PLEs being on a Max or Max like show, a Max like streaming service, it makes sense. It makes absolute sense as to why all of this happened. ROH isn't on Max. There's no deal yet to ex- to have its own hour of programming on TNT or TBS. Um, so it even on True TV. There's 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 nothing, and so I can see a world where Tony is paying for this collision show, and I can see a world where you know he gives away the PLEs to. Warner Brothers Discovery to put it on the Max like streaming service. I can see it. Um, and I can also see that being the motivating factor for him to buy up a bunch of tickets uh, for Wembley and make it look like it's a legit sellout in the hopes that he gets this contract locked in before August and doesn't have egg on his face like yeah, they're in the exclusive renegotiation rights all wwe is also with fox and, and comcast universal as well they're all in the the exclusive renegotiation period and this is not unique to wrestling I mean, first of all wrestling promotions buying tv time was standard fare really until Vince, you know, in, until wwe until wrestlemania was successful i mean Vin, vince famously bought the TV time for more money than his competitors. I mean, that's one of the tactics he used to drive them out of business. I mean, everybody remembers how one week, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling wasn't on. It was WWF programming. Uh, and then like a couple of weeks later, all of a sudden, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling was back on again. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was yeah. a, like a Mandela effect thing. But actually, I had a guest on Garden Views this past week. Her name's Marlene Sharp. She, she's she's a Hollywood person and and – she, you know, she worked for companies like Disney and Sega. She worked on the Sonic Project, among others. And the reason I, I say I say this is that she told me that that it's not uncommon for toy companies to buy the TV time for a show. They don't even care if the show is good, but they think that the toys will do well. That that they'll pay for like if the TV show isn't doing well enough, they'll pay the t the network to run. They'll buy season two and season three from the network so that they can keep selling toys and get a return on their investment. Um, you know, and the you know, video game companies do that. And I mean, and she named, I think a couple brands that, that, that did that, but that it, it, it it's really not un, unusual that all sorts of deals can be worked out. So it really shouldn't be that shocking. I mean, I was sort of surprised to hear it, but when I heard it, I'm like, I guess I'm not really that surprised to hear it, but at the same time I was, um, so anyway, uh, the only point is, is that this happens. This happens, you know, all the time. Maybe things that, you know, you know, us as kids thought were big successes because we bought the toys. Oh, the Power Rangers. That's how Savannah started. That's the, that's yeah. you know, that the, they bought the time for, for the first few years. Now, it was a great investment because it ended up blowing up, but no network was convinced that, that this hokey, you know, sort of live action anime thing was, was going to, was going to be, a hit in the U.S. with kids. Well, forty years later, it still is. Um, so it was a great investment, but 
Savannah paid paid for Savannah, whatever the name is. They paid for the, the TV time for like two or three years. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Only time will tell. But I, I just be skeptical about these ticket sales. I mean, again, we're not saying it's a lie. We're not saying that they didn't legit sell 50,000 tickets, but when you're the one buying most of the tickets or trying to resell them and you don't, then you're really losing money. Yeah, well, these are also two different things. I mean, if, if scalpers bought them and they can resell them for a profit, swell. If scalpers bought them and they lose money on it, bad for the scalpers, but AEW still got their money. It's just that the scalpers won't be that stupid again and, and we'll probably get out of other markets. Um, if the the place is two thirds empty or whatever, or, you know, then it you know it, it's not going to look great. But I'm sure there'll be all sorts of things. It'll rain that day or whatever. You know, the, the, the excuse parade this this week. The excuse was Vanderpump Rules. But anyway, in in America, in 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 the country where the TV money is coming from, for the most part, where the the company is located, where ninety percent of their of their shows run live, and and you know, and, and where most of the viewers are. Um, you know, this past week they had their lowest viewership since June of 2022, and everyone's blaming it on playoffs. Well, there were playoffs last week also, and they did you know 90,000 less than the week before. Um, there were playoffs last year. They're down seven percent year over year. They're down 14 percent in the fictitious but allegedly key demo. Um, so you know th- there isn't growth, uh, but you know they they. Get more things. This is this is a really strange time because this four pillars thing clearly isn't working. You know, bringing in all these free agents really isn't doing anything. They sort of they sort of all step over each other. Like they, nobody feels fresh because there's always somebody new on their heels. You, you hire Jay White, then you hire Commander, then you bring in Robbie Strong, and I mean, you know, everyone's sort of stepping on the, everyone's head. You know, headlines, but they're doing. Double or nothing, the end of this month. Forbidden Door, the following month. Then you have All In at the end of August. A week later, they're doing All Out. And then probably within two months is Full Gear again. And somewhere in there, I'm sure there's going to be a Ring of Honor show, at least one in December, probably a final battle or whatever they, they, they normally call the, the uh, December show. There might be two. I mean... There's a lot of booking that this guy's going to have to be doing, and he's clearly sort of losing his mind. Because when there's some guy in ESPN, I think he's a boxing reporter. He, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, called right. out Tony Khan on it, and then Tony told him that he's, you know, instead of just saying it's not true or ignoring it, he's like he's like clap back saying lies. Tell your agent Nick Khan to shove it up his ass. So, I mean, first of all, Nick Khan. Isn't anyone's agent anymore? Is the CEO of WWE and has been for a few years. But apparently, he was never that guy. Mike Coppinger's agent, anyway. But whatever it is, it, it, it's stupid. It's like Britt Baker with the dumb shirt thing. It's a, it was a dumb shirt idea to begin with. The, the black eye shirt. I mean, it didn't even say like you know dentist tough or they may have blackened my eye, but you know, but they but they didn't hurt my soul. I'm a, the fighter, Britt Baker. What I don't know. Whatever. It was a dumb shirt, but. Like people criticized her for it, and instead of just saying nothing, she she went crazy about it. Um, like I don't know, it's just, it's just like there's no 
social maturity. There's no emotional discipline in that company. And, it's, and it starts from the top. Why would anyone behave when the owner behaves that way? Of course, he's going to appreciate and condone it. He's probably like, yeah, Britt, you got my back, my girl. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Britt, um, like you, can we talk about this shirt? I just did. So, well, okay, but but what are your what are your thoughts? Like everybody, there's been speculation about the shirt being, um, salacious, scandalous about the black eye, condoning domestic violence. Your thoughts? I think that's a reach. I think that that's people looking to be outraged. I think it was a stupid shirt. I mean, it. It didn't even have, it had a very small AEW logo. I couldn't even see it, but apparently it was there on the bottom left corner, um, but very small. I mean, it should have said AEW bigger, and there should have been some statement, uh, some saying that, that tied, you know, down but not out or something like that, or Baker, or, you know, or DMD. Um, what, you know, you, you you thought you blackened my eye, but you only blackened my soul. Yeah, whatever. Some, some, something stupid. They, they tried to capitalize on a moment, but that moment wasn't even on TV. I mean, the, the, the thing is, her injuries were kendo shots to her back. So the black mm-hmm. eye was inadvertent. So, I, you know, listen, Becky... Lynch became famous because Nia Jax bloodied her face, you know, hard way on TV. And they made a T-shirt out of that. It's just they, you know, they sort of graphicked it up. I mean, they did the same thing for the bunny. And I think uh, Ty, it was Ty Mello or Ty Conti then. Um, and I think Britt Baker, too. They had a prior bloody shirt with her, but it was clearly a wrestling shirt. This was not clearly a wrestling shirt. It was just a stupid Right, right. Shirt. And I, I think then that's the difference. And, like, I guess... I looked at this shirt and I was like, I can't like, well, I, I understand the sentiment behind it as a wrestling fan. Like I understand the motive of Britt Baker, you know, making money and you're cashing in on this storyline with this shirt. I, I thought it was a cool idea, but then I'm like, would I ever wear a shirt like this in my neighborhood? And I was like, absolutely not. Would I wear this to a wrestling show? Probably not, because it does look like I'm condoning some sort of domestic violence. Like, oh, it the Becky shirt was different. Even the first Brit shirt was different because you had them both smiling, like owning the fact that they're badasses. And this one you have. Well, they were graphic like up. They were graphic up. It was clearly a commercial shirt. This shirt looked like somebody took a photo of someone and went to the local printer and had the shirts printed up. I mean, it, it looked like yeah, it was, this looked like Jonathan Majors uh, took a picture of uh, his girlfriend and it. put it on his shirt. No, seriously, it says, "Have you seen her? She's been missing for six weeks. Last seen with her with her ex boyfriend, uh, who's had three restraining orders." I mean, it. It, it was a it was a bad shirt, and the story, which I don't know if it was the story beforehand or they came up with it afterwards to retrofit it, is that her enemies made the shirt, and you know Chris Jericho was was you know capitalizing it by wearing it and mocking them, but they never made that clear that that was the case. The shirt was advertised before Jericho came out wearing it, and wasn't that the outcasts who were beating? Like, aren't weren't they the ones who who beat her down? Yeah, Jericho set it up, but I mean. It's like they're trying to pretend that there was a story beforehand. It's sort of like Triple H with this tournament after the draft and muddying it all up. I mean, the order is all wrong. 
But the shirt, the shirt was poorly executed. I mean, whether it was poor taste or not, I don't know. It's wrestling, but it was poorly executed, and you know, it it, it should have been more professionally done to show wrestling logos and and a, and a slogan, something like you know, something. Um, because yeah, if, if you were walking down the street with that shirt, you would think that somebody's advertising a missing or abused relative or something. Right. Jeff, in other AEW news, I want to bring your attention to, did you know that Diamante and Kiera Hogan um, are a couple? Uh, no, did not know that. Well, apparently it is. It's, it's, it's news to, to me. They'll have very short children. I guess on a, a recent AEW Unrestricted podcast, the AEW star spoke out about her relationship with her girlfriend, AEW star and former two-time Impact Knockouts tag team champion, Kiera Hogan. Wow. Good for them. Sure. Good for them. Sure. Whatever. Shirt? Put them Put them on a shirt. Put Make them kiss and put them on a shirt. I'd buy that shirt. Well, there's a, there's a lot of sort of like, you know, we talked about Carmella, uh, the, the Savage Gentleman uh, and Lady Frost there. They're having a child. Um, Sonya's stalker got 15 years in prison. Um, oh, yeah. The, uh, the Headbangers get- got a Legends can- contract. But, Jeff, how- explain this to me. The, the Sonya Deville stalker gets 15 years. But how can he collect the money for um, Wembley Stadium? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, this is going to this, this is gonna hurt you. Um, Oral Sessions apparently is going on hiatus. Oh no! I oh, know. I'm so so no. Uh, the the, the shareholder derivative suit uh, claiming that WWE didn't get the best price for their stock as the stock went from sixty three dollars. I think what is it one hundred eight dollars now? Uh, that that suit was dismissed. What a shocker! We've been saying that all along that this suit was going nowhere fast. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, actually. I don't know if you want to talk about, I mean, we have other more fun things to talk about, but I was actually on a Wrestling Soup Patreon show this week. So we're on the Wrestling Soup Network. If So if our listeners are not patrons, maybe you want to give them five bucks, you know, for the month, test it out. But I was on a show with Mish and we talked about the Raka Khan lawsuit. We talked about the former WWE writers lawsuit against WWE, talked about Sonny a little bit and, and some other legal stuff and and you know some other things as well. So you may want to check out that show for in-depth legal coverage on the, especially those two cases. But there were a couple other things we talked about as well. That Raka Khan story is ridiculous. Like she's suing everybody. It's it's cray cray. Um, I think isn't she suing the Rock too? <laughs> so stupid. She's suing Chris Benoit, who was dead. Yeah. She's suing Jimmy Carter and Jimmy Hart. And Jim Cornette. Yeah. Uh, everybody named Jim. Uh, she She's suing Home Depot. She's suing the FBI. She's suing... Uh, Hillbilly Jim. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't I don't think Hillbilly Jim was on there, but I mean, uh, pretty much... One guy that got, one she, Jim that got spared. Um, I mean, the, 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 the lingerie league, every sports league you can think of, every wrestling person. I mean, I, I tried to break it down and guess 
who the different buckets of defendants were. Now, some of them are the the, the fathers, those two dads, and probably people who she thinks aided and abetted them. Another bucket is probably pe- people, and when I say people, I mean it like collectively, including agencies and police agencies and law enforcement and judges and lawyers that she thinks should have helped her but didn't. Like she listed Lori Life with the city of Chicago, Al Sharpton, um, Jesse Jackson, uh, you know, obviously she expected assistance from them. There was a national association for, you know, abused and neglected children, the FBI, all, all sorts of all sorts of people and agencies named and, and in different cities and towns where she, you know, probably lost various hearings. Um, but there's also in there what I can only surmise are jobs that, that she thinks that she lost because of this. And then probably also places where Either the police were called and she was not allowed to get her kids or something happened where the fathers were allowed to leave with the children. Uh, And that's where I'm guessing places like the Home Depot or whatever were involved because something happened on their premises. But it's a very long suit that says a whole lot of nothing. But it's clear that she was living in a lot of different places and try a lot of different things. And you you read the whole thing? Yeah. Well, half of it is just a list of of names of people and companies and government agencies and not-for-profits. I mean, is, and but yeah, the rest of it I read too. And I tried, I mean, she, she names her ex-lawyers, she names a judge. I mean, it, it, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, we're probably on there now. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, anyway, spend your $5, listen to all of that, and also about the, the, the writer's suit. Believe me, they're, they're very different cases, but try to talk about them both realistically and to extent possible respectively uh, respectfully Jeff before we get into the um, the updates of what's been going on in aw um, storyline MJF took to Twitter earlier this week and then deleted this uh, I, I guess he's he's paying the 10 bucks by the way I think it, it would be a good worthy investment for you to pay the 10 bucks just so you can you know, get the blue check mark. Um, do something for your brand, Jeff, and just you know, put the money in. Um, so he took to Twitter, and he's like very critical of, I guess, indie uh, wrestlers doing really, sh- you know, uh, just spot fests, right? Quote, the fans don't understand that at any given moment we can be paralyzed from the neck down or even die from a maneuver as simple as a body slam. He said body slams hurt. By the way, fans reading this, body slams hurt. Every move hurts. Um, So uh, they will keep moving the goalposts, they meaning the fans, and whatever they deem is good. So before you do something stupid, consider this. Their tweet about your banger, is it going to pay your medical bills? Your thoughts on MJF really taking wrestling fans, wrestling marks to task over, um, I guess, you know, them having this drive for spots that put wrestlers' careers in danger. I mean, I think he's talking to some of his coworkers as well. I mean, 
I, I mean, he has a point. Uh, you know, I understand why I probably took it down as well, but he, he has a point. Lots of people have been saying it. Ray Mysterio has been saying it. Conan's been saying it. Lots of people have been saying it. We say it. Tons of people say it. And case, case in point, a week ago, Commander injured his knee at a AAA show. You know, he just got signed to AW, probably for the biggest contract he'll ever get in his life. And he's already injured. Dante Martin, constantly injured, injured again. People saw it horrifically on the, on the, you know, the latest pay-per-view for Ring of Honor that we don't have buy numbers yet, which usually mean at this point, if there's no buy numbers, usually means under 10,000, which is not mm-hmm. great. Um, this very week, I have seen Vicky Guerrero take to social media selling all sorts of Eddie Guerrero merchandise. Uh, Vicky is not the most sympathetic person lately. Uh, Chavo said he's not talking to her. He hasn't been that sympathetic lately either. But Vicky's the one selling Eddie Guerrero stuff for money. Um, most people probably don't know who this wrestler is, but his name is Black G's. Um, he's been in NWA. He's been associated with Titus, Austin Idol, that whole group. But even if you don't follow NWA, he's he's a short, stocky uh, black man, sort of. He's he's short like Jonathan Gresham is short, but he's not built as well as Jonathan Gresham. But you probably know who he was if you're on wrestling social media, the IWC, because you probably remember that a fan touched a wrestler and the and the short African American wrestler started fighting with him. That's him. It, that that's the guy. Anyway, he he set up a GoFundMe for something. I don't know what it was for, but the the point is is that up from Eddie Guerrero who hit the heights to Black G's, who's probably young in his career and in, you know, but in, you know, enough in the indies prominence to be on a quasi-television national promotion. Well, NWA is international. I mean, it's Billy Corgan brought some of them with him with the Smashing Pumpkins tour in Australia. So he's basically financing the NWA and NWA shows by Smashing Pumpkins concerts. Remember about a year or so ago, he said he's going to start licensing licensing Smashing Pumpkins songs to everything, and he has been. Like Smashing Pumpkin songs are in every other commercial; they're in all sorts of movies now. I mean, he's really he's really working overtime to keep this NWA thing. Anyway, beautiful Bobby Eaton probably said it a hundred times on the show. Needed to go fund me for his goddamn funeral. So, you know, so you know, people take heed. Bam Bam Bigelow died penniless. Kamala. Died in poverty, always staving off foreclosure. I remember that the bunch of wrestlers, including Chris Jericho, gave money to to to, to keep him in in like this basically this little like semi mobile house, and I think it was in Mississippi or Alabama. Um, just it's it's this this is not a great way to make a living. These these are not real celebrities. These are not like folks. This is like reality television stuff, except for people in the like the top five or 10%. And even some of those, there's not a whole, whole lot of money being saved. I mean, financial management and financial intelligence doesn't seem to be something that they're teaching. I mean, when players get drafted to the NFL, they they have them take financial classes. They get spoken to by certified financial planners and things like that as as part of it. It's, it's in the union contracts. Um, anyway, Will Ospreay, uh, you know, probably one of the most famous high flyers there is. He's talking about how he's, you know, his injuries. He he may have to hang it up or change his style. That's right. You know, so that's right. I think MJF had good a for MJF. Point. Absolutely good for you, MJF. Keep it up. You should have left it up. You shouldn't have deleted it. 
All right, Jeff, let's talk about the saga that is CM Punk. CM Punk, uh, since the last time we recorded, he showed up in Chicago for WWE. Then he showed up to Impact in Chicago. This guy's showing up everywhere except for where he gets his paycheck from, which is AEW. What's going on with CM Punk? Well, I think he... I mean, the story was he was do, doing one of his commentary gigs for one of the UFC or mixed martial art things. And he was on a plane back to Chicago with a bunch of WWE uh, talent and got to talking to him. And so he learned that they were going to be in town. So he drove up to Hoffman Estates, which is just a short drive from his home in Chicago, which is not true. It's not that short a drive. And he you know, was talking to Tamina, whatever, got into into the backstage area, talked to The Miz, apparently they cleared the air. He talked to Hunter, apparently they cleared the air. Uh, he asked if he could hang around. Hunter said, allegedly, I need to check get it with Vince. And Vince is like, no, he's under contract to another company. We can't be seen as contract tampering. He's got to leave. Security asked him to leave. He complied. Um, he's being a troll. He, 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 he did this on purpose to let Tony Khan know that he has other options and sort of just to stick it to him, even if he doesn't have other options. He was just being mm. a dick, pretending that he wasn't being a dick. And then he realized, geez, this is what it looks like. And, and in, in the world of public opinion, I, most people aren't believing me. So they went to impact to muddy the waters as camouflage to make it look like he's supporting all sorts of wrestling in Chicago. He hasn't. I mean, NWA 312 was in Chicago. 312 was the area code. 312 is the area code for Chicago. He wasn't there. He hasn't, you know, Impact has done other shows there. MLW, I think, did shows there recently. He wasn't at any of those things. WWE's there, been there a bunch of times. He's been a troll, and then he's trying to camouflage it by going to Impact just to put some reasonable doubt in there. But, you know, he's, he's being himself. He's playing his mind games. That's my opinion. Wow. I agree with you. I think um, he's absolutely using WWE and Impact, for that matter, to, you know, raise his clout or get Tony Khan anxious about uh, a possible departure. I think it's very similar to something we missed during our discussion about um, AEW and, and Warner Brothers Discovery's deal is a couple weeks back, Warner Brothers Discovery said openly that they were interested in bringing on WWE content to HBO Max. Yeah, it's exactly what they said. And I think that's, again, we've we've said this on previous shows. The open market, the contract negotiation works both ways, right? AEW can say, we're going to take our show and take it to court TV or to, you know, whatever other equivalent Netflix, if you don't sign with yeah, us, buy, um, right. Or, Apple. Right. And I like that HBO max or Warner brothers discovery was just quick enough to be like, well, fuck you guys. How about this? How about we go talk to Vince ourselves and ask him for some content. Go fuck yourself, Tony Khan. So I think, um, that lends itself to to a better story of of that's exactly what negotiation looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to um, this whole CM Punk negotiation about coming back and which show is he going to be on and is he going to do business with the with the Bucks and the Elite and Kenny Omega or is he just going to do business with Jericho? 
I think this Wembley show is going to be a main event between Jericho and, and CM Punk. Let's see how long it takes us for them to get there. But um, I think that's that's going to be the, the the card. But who knows? I mean, maybe everybody gets pissed off and nobody shows up. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, another thing, I don't know if we talked about this before, but, you know, Dark Side of the Rings come out with its new season. But aren't they on Vice? They are on Vice, and Vice has got problems. Yeah, well, Vice Media, they file bankruptcy. And it doesn't sound like it's a reorganization bankruptcy. It sounds like it's a shutting down bankruptcy. So I'm not sure it's going to air or when things are going to happen. Now, this is almost certainly has almost nothing to do with Dark Side of the Ring, even though Dark Side of the Ring was sort of a depreciating asset. I think it does better than most of their other programming. Um, But Vice was a a business model based on that you can make money on news. Uh, They had branches all over the world, including Montenegro, (laughs) which even like CNN doesn't have branches there. Um, So, you know, they, they, they have bigger problems than you know, one show on one network, but yeah, Vice is going away. And Vice is one of those places that, you know, people always thought, you know, might be a safety net for an MLW or a AEW or a landing place, you know, an elevation point for an NWA. They seem to be yeah. wrestling friendly. They, they, Dark Side of the Ring isn't the only wrestling show they've had on. Um, so doesn't, it seems like uh, that's gone. Um, it's wrestling adjacent. Uh, in other sort of news, Biggie seems to be on the men, but he's really nowhere near a return, despite people constantly reporting that he's on his way back anytime. I mean, Orton is not particularly close to a return, and he's closer to, to than Biggie is. And Bobby Roode is out for the rest of the year, at least. Yeah, it looks grim for the future of Bobby Roode's career. I mean, it, it looks really bad, but I think. Um, I think a good pivot for him would be to get into broadcasting. Maybe. I think he was really great on the stick and impact. And I think he would be a phenomenal heel, uh, color commentary, uh, analyst. I think he would do a better job than Corey Graves at generating heel heat. And I think he would, uh, and Wade Barrett, for that matter, I think he'd be phenomenal. See, I think I think Wade is terrific, and I don't mind Corey. I think Kevin Patrick is the problem. I actually think that Kevin Patrick, that Big E, should be on Raw commentary, not to give up coming back as a wrestler, but you know, I, and I know that while he's injured, they want to extend his contract time. I, I, you know, I get that's why they don't, you know, put him on. But let's face it, someone like Bobby Roode is not as valuable as Big E, so. Why not try that if he's well enough to, I mean, for all I know, he can't sit in the same place and he can't travel and things like that. You know, maybe he can't sit on a plane or whatever. So it it may not Mm -hmm. be feasible. Uh, Maybe not even for NXT, but if it was for NXT, if he could, you know, I I mean, I don't know where he lives, but if he lives near Orlando and, you know, he can just go in that one day a week and and work, why not put Vic Joseph up and and replace Kevin Patrick, um, you know, and, and let Bobby Roode work with, Booker T, or bring Vic and Booker both up to a Raw where they can be entertaining and have Bobby Roode and, I don't know, bring in whatever, Ian Riccoboni or Kevin Kelly or someone, and let, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. let, let them do play-by-play. Or, or 
You know, God forbid you trans or Renee Paquette. Sorry, Renee. Well, she was well, try NXT, but yeah, well, Renee Paquette. No, well, she's on the contract to AEW. Um, speaking of NXT, there's going to be a tournament for the NXT women's title. And the NXT tag women's tag team titles, as far as we know, they're 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 coming to SmackDown too. What I really hope they don't do is that they make those the SmackDown women's tag team titles. And then you have Raw women's tag team titles because as soon as they build a division, they certainly don't want need to divide it by two by having two sets of women's tag team titles. So, but I think it's actually pretty cool if the NXT tag team titles are uh, defended on Absorbed. on both brands. You know, maybe all three brands. Yeah, they be. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, what else did I want to mention that was sort of miscellaneous? Because I know that we have, uh, I know that we have backlash to talk about. Well, whatever, whatever's miscellaneous, I can do a news and note. So, yeah, let's 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 do a backlash if you're done with your list of important items. Um. Yeah. I, oh, I wait. Right. I know what I wanted yeah. to say. It was fight forever. They they uh, they apparently had they, they made some news this week that that like like all of the promotional materials were ready to go and then nothing didn't didn't didn't, didn't announce a didn't announce a date or anything. You know, the, Tony's next scheduled big announcement is May seventeenth. Um, God, they're booking this four pillars thing is really dead, and they're they're putting Kenny Omega and John Moxley in a cage. You know, next week this this feud's just really started, and there haven't been all these tag team, a mixed tag matches. I mean, the, in typical AW, you've seen a million gimmicks and so much blood that it doesn't even matter anymore. But a cage match, which is supposed to be like the finale, is like sort of at the beginning of the feud, and in their usual, you know, anti logic logic. Um, can can we dive into that four pillars uh, storyline? Like, sure. you took so long to build up, like. What 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 I thought was that the M was going to build to MJF versus Darby as a one on one match oh, no. for the next paper. Told you that was always it was always going to be the four way. You did you did you did, and I'll give you credit for that. It did say that, but why why did it take so long for us to get to here? Like why we even bother with this fucking tournament? <laughs> why, why why indeed? No, I mean they 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 knew what they wanted to do. They decided to have a story to get there the long way and to put some swerves in there. They were, weren't really swervy, but everyone knew where it was going to end up. So every part of it was boring. And then the story itself was boring. And these guys are not particularly compelling. Three out of four of them are not that compelling. Uh, MJF um, arguably is getting less compelling. He's like sort of becoming a cartoon version of himself. Darby, he has his moments. Um, but solo Darby, and you know, you never see Sting anymore. Um, but the, the other two are just complete duds. I mean, Sammy has like, you know, X-Pac. And I know people pretend to like X-Pac now, but people didn't like him then. And Jungle Boy is just, he's just a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is like uh, two years too late. Like, not the right way, not the right time. And then like, why burn... If you've got these four guys that are supposed to be your four pillars, right? And obviously one of them is a champion. Why burn the other three going for the title right now? Like, why? Why? Like, you could stretch this out for a year. Throw one of them in for in between, you know, one pay-per-view, then throw the other one in. But, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And then where did this Moxley and Omega cage match come from? 
Well, they, they, you know, they did the Moxley beat up hangman and then they started using a, a screwdriver and the elite came to save him. And then they brought Takeshita into it. And then they forgot about Takeshita. Then they remembered him. Hangman hasn't been on TV like five out of the last six weeks. And they're screwdrivers and they're beating everyone up. And Brian's calling the elite amateurs and they're mad. And Don Callis got hurt and rating stinks. So, yeah, they have to do a cage match before there's been, you know, the the typical kind of matches that you have leading up to a cage match or blood and guts or war games or, you know, or, you know, one night where, you know, they, they each pick one-on-one matches to go. I mean, you know, uh, and we've seen Moxley and Omega before. We've seen them in a lights out unsanctioned match. I was there live for an unsanctioned lights out <laughs> unsanctioned match. I mean, we, we've seen Moxley bleed so much in and around cages. I, I can't imagine that that's going to, that, that anyone is really all interested in. And Omega cannot cut a promo. He's looking out into space with this, like, looking like he's seen a ghost or more like this possessed by a ghost. Don Callis, you know, is, 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 is the best one of the bunch, which is sort of sad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not digging it, but, you know, that's sort of me singing the, the same old song for a long time, but neither are other people too, because he, he, even from the beginning of this episode of Dynamite, which went mostly straight down, not entirely actually, but from the segments before Omega and the Elite and the BCC to those segments, 110,000 viewers tuned out. It It went from somewhere in the eights to below sevens. Like the last two quarters were like 676, something like that. There's something really low, like, or 696, whatever it was, was under 700,000 for the, for the last half hour of dynamite, which is the, the elite and the BCC and the four pillars main event. Yeah. What, what's that telling you? It's telling me, it's telling that your top card booking is wrong. Or that the whole brand sucks. <laughs> well, it could be that too. I think the, the novelty is wearing off. Well, I like that they're, they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I read this. One of my friends posted this. Yeah, of course they fucking shit the bed with ratings this week. What do they end up pulling? A 710, uh, Jeff? This week? No, 776. 776. But uh, they were like, oh, they were up against uh, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. And then <laughs> he mentioned Vanderpump right, Rules. Right, Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. I mean, this is this should not be the same audience, uh, Vanderpump Rules. I mean, I'm, I'm the only person that, that, that watches both. I mean, yeah, Lisa Vanderpump does rule. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Um, they were up against these same shows last week, and they did 863. Not great numbers. I mean, I would say pretty bad numbers. Two weeks ago also, when they did 830. I mean, you know, four weeks ago where they did 866. I mean, this is is trending down. This is, you know, I was saying that I thought they would settle in at at 850 for a while. Now, you know, 750 seems like it's going to be coming around the corner. 
But, you know, if you yeah. give them back 10% after all these playoffs and whatever are done, you know, I, you know about me and I don't believe that, that wrestling fans pick sports first, but maybe 5 or 10% too. So, I, I, you know, I'll give them that. You know, then you are getting back into 850 territory. And, but, and then there'll be a slow attrition and next year it'll be, you know, 775 territory or 750 territory. Now it looks like it's going, it's going even quicker and, you know, attriting, whatever, whatever the action version of attrition is, um, it's, it's accelerating. Um, you know, despite signing Jay White, the biggest free agents, you know, freeing in Roderick Strong that much closer to having the undisputed era back because, because right. Kyle O'Reilly, you know, may or may not be on the men. Maybe they can make amends with Bobby Fish. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But the, would, will anyone care at that point? I, I wouldn't have cared at any point. Will anyone care? Yeah. The, 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 the 600,000 people who think that the product is great the way the way it is, the, the other remaining 275,000 or whatever they are, people who like parts of it or don't or have podcasts and have to cover it or whatever the case may be, nah, probably not. Yeah. All right, Jeff, let's just jump right into WWE Backlash 2023 predictions. We've got seven matches on the card. I'm just going to jump right in and I'll start with uh, this match. I think this might be the match that opens everything up. This is Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. This is the triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. Who do you think will win? this match i think austin theory leaves with the title i think it's going to be something like uh i don't know like lashley has bronson reed in the uh in the headlock and the in the hurt lock or he's trying to put him into it bronson reed's five and austin theory you know comes out from the outside where he was was unconscious for the previous six minutes or whatever Drop kicks Bronson Reed right into the face. He, he falls backwards. That dumps falls on Lashley, and that dumps Lashley out of the ring. And you know, but he was half woozy anyway. And and Austin Theory steals the win off a of woozy Bronson Reed. So he takes his title to SmackDown. Lashley goes with him to SmackDown, but he's in this tournament. And Bronson Reed starts out on Raw. You know, not with the title, but you know, not having lost anything by you know by the way this match is booked. I think um, I think that makes sense, but I'm just to be different. I'm going to say that Bobby Lashley beats Bronson Reed and it becomes the new United States champion. This will take him out of the running for the WWE heavyweight, the new World Heavyweight Championship, but will allow Theory to insert himself into that tournament. And um, take an L in on his way to that title. Okay, sounds cool. Um, next up, let's talk about Seth Rollins versus the Giant Omos. Now, this pack. Before you give us your prediction, Jeff. This past Monday, we didn't really have much of a face-to-face. There wasn't like much storyline building between Seth Rollins and Omos, but rather there was a lot of storyline building between 
Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. What's going on here, Jeff? I don't know about all the side stuff. I think this is just going to be an exhibition match. This is just to establish Seth Rollins as someone who can overcome a giant. I I don't think it's anything more than that. They put the you know they it's going to be a you know. Brock versus almost was one thing. Seth versus almost is another thing. He's got to overcome him. He's going to overcome him with, you know, showing how good or great a wrestler he is. It's, you know, part of Seth's ascension. And then, you know, almost is a free agent. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to continue, but whatever it is, Seth wins the match. I think the story just simply is he, he overcomes a giant, reestablishes himself as a top dog. That, I think it's just that. I agree with you. Um, with your prediction that Seth is going to win this match. Um, I found it extremely interesting that they prioritized a storyline between Seth and Paul Heyman vis-a-vis, or a a storyline between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns vis-a-vis Paul Heyman I would not be surprised that when Seth wins this title at Night of Champions, we get a surprise match between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns at Night of Champions. Just a bragging rights match, no title for title. And we see Roman Reigns take his first L um, in a non-title match versus Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think that they're going to, if Seth, in fact, is the one who wins this title or is in the finals of it that night, Roman's not going to be involved in it. I don't think Roman's going to be involved in this tournament. I think he's going to tease it. And then, you know, Paul's going to whisper or something. He's going to say, nah, I got what I need. Um I I, okay. I don't think they're going to want to tarnish either of these guys. I think they're going to. I think Roman, no matter how he wins, he still looks strong. He's the man, and I think they're going to want to establish this belt with its own identity. And I don't think it's going to be at the expense of Roman Reigns. Okie dokie. Um, we've got Bianca Belair. She is our. Raw Women's Champion, soon to be the SmackDown Women's Champion versus EO Sky. Both of these talents, superstars, excuse me, are going to SmackDown. So essentially, this payroll. match you is can for say these. talents. No, no, no. They're, they're superstars. Mm. We've got to identify them correctly. Um, Jeff, who do you think is winning this match for the SmackDown? I'm just going to call it what it is because after Backlash, it's the SmackDown Women's title. So. Who's winning this title? Bianca's not losing her title. Somehow damage control is going to adversely impact EO in this match, and that'll speed along that breakup. If not, if we don't, in fact, see it. I mean, we're either going to see the Usos turn against Uso or Uso turn against Usos. Uh, I I think that's just going to get some more fuel on it. I don't think we're actually going to see it on Backlash. I do think we're going to see EO turn from damage control. Mm, I like that. I like that. That sounds good. What about um, when the Usos, maybe the Usos don't turn on Usos, but we see a surprise by the Rujos and then the Usos turn on the Rujos. Yeah, because the Rujos actually have um, timeshares in San Juan. 
That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to what else would be a sexy. Okay. Let's talk about Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Oh, sorry. He's not Matt Riddle. He's just. No, no. He's Matt Riddle again. He was drafted as Matt Riddle. Oh, he's Matt Riddle yeah. again? Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know this. Things change mm-hmm. so quickly. So we've got Matt Anything Riddle. Anything can happen in the WWE. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos, not the Rougeos, and Solo. Is the Bloodline winning or you got uh, the Indie Darlings winning? The Indie Darlings win. And it's not Solo who gets pinned. Um, I'm going to call a, a win for the Bloodline here. Just because I want to be different. E next is Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. Oh my God, Jeff. I, I love these two women together. I love them doing business together. But what about wrestling? uh, uh, Oh, oh, they're wrestlers. Exactly. Um, I just love the way that Rhea and, and Zelina work together in the ring because Zelina is like so petite that she gets manhandled by Rhea and it's so hot. Person handled. And so, yeah, she gets woman handled. Good God almighty. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, what's the word I'm looking for, Jeff? Aroused. I'm very aroused by this match. I'm very aroused by this match. Who do you think is going to win this? Gee, match? I wonder. <laughs> Rhea is going to win in what will be, not quite a squash because they have to be polite due to Zelina being Puerto Rican and then making sure that we know it at, at every turn um, during the past few weeks. She's, she's won exactly one match on TV for this title shot. Um, but yeah, Rhea wins. It's harder than it should be because she's taking it for granted. But, you know, sort of, sort of like Jay White and who was a commander. He had a, his, his debut match took, you know, 14 minutes when it should have taken four minutes is this will be the same thing, except they'll take 11 minutes when it should have taken three. Yeah. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Don't get me wrong here, but I would not be surprised if Zelina actually pulls this win off. I, I can see them and they haven't done this in a while where they've um, had a champion lose. And then 24 to 48 hours, they get their their title back. And so I would not be surprised if they pull this off just for a cheap pop. But chances are, I think the probability stands that Zelina is going to take an L here. Um, But I would would be pleasantly surprised if she wins. Um, What else do we have here? Oh, the last two matches of the card. I think the Bad Bunny match is going to be the main event, so we'll leave that. Cody versus Brock. Who do you got here? Um, Cody's not losing, and Brock's not winning, uh, at least not by pinfall. I just can't decide if Brock loses due to a disqualification. By kicking too much ass? 
Yeah, so I, I think that Cody has to win, the, but then Brock does kick too much ass afterwards so that we see this again. I also think that there's a pretty good chance that Brock will cost Cody something in, uh, on the way to this tournament for the WWE title. There's no way that, that Cody can be that championship, and it doesn't let them finish the story. He he probably is one who should be transferred since it's so brilliant. Um but I could I could see this match being replayed in Saudi Arabia and, and you know Cody actually gain a real win there and you know you know Brock mm-hmm. he wants to be you know first or second on the card and have his own private plane waiting like you know be, before Cody's done going whoa he's already he'll already be in the air you know over you know the Mediterranean or or whatever route they're taking um, but uh, yeah I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brock gets himself disqualified. So Cody wins. Sure. I'm going to pick Brock wins. Brock, I think Brock is going to squash this man completely. The internet wrestling community is going to be on fire the next morning because not only did did Cody lose to Roman at WrestleMania, but now he's going to take an L, a very decisive L. To Brock Lesnar. Jeff, we've spoken about this way back when, when Cody first joined WWE. I said it. You scoffed at me. I told you. People from other brands, Vince always has them pay a penance. You have to pay the penance and you have to be buried and prove yourself in the WWE. So you've been wrong you- for a year and a half, but you're still going to find a way to try to make yourself right by being wrong again and, yet tomorrow. And I'm right. I was right at WrestleMania. Cody was proved to be lesser of a champion, lesser of a contender for the, for the WWE championship. than then Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns stands tall. This man, the last time he was in an AEW ring, he lost to Sammy Guevara. You are honestly thinking that the first chance this man gets to to fight Roman Reigns, he's going to win? Fuck that. And the same thing's going to happen to Brock. Brock is not going to allow the guy that lost to Sammy Guevara to win against him. Brock is going to beat the living Brock shit out of Cody Rhodes. Brock doesn't know and- who Sammy Guevara is, and Brock didn't never watch an episode of AEW. He doesn't know what. For all he knows, Cody Rhodes was the was the champion of AEW the entire time. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't care. <laughs> oh, I think he knows. I think he knows, and he's not letting this punk get the better of him. We're going to watch a squash, and then he's going to get his win back in uh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a missed show next week, conveni- or next fortnight, conveniently. Okay. So, so you can forget this Last never happened. Just, you know. I'm just telling you right now, don't listen. Oh, don't start crying, everybody, about Cody Rhodes getting buried. He's, he's got to tell the story about how he's a down-and-out-of-luck bum, just like his pappy. So the story's got this and this is following the storyline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Jeff. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. Jeff, before you give me your pick, have you ever been in a San Juan street fight? No. Mm, ever want to be in one? Definitely not. No? Okay. Is this what do you think there's a difference between a San Juan street fight and a old San Juan street fight? 
my guess is there is a very big difference between a San Juan street fight and an old San Juan street fight. It's probably the difference between Bruiser Brody getting stabbed in a locker room at a wrestling event and th- this event that's being put on now. It's probably the difference between like being at like the Copacabana, you know, motor in versus staying at the, you know, Atlantis San Juan or Ritz Carlton San Juan. Mm, this is a good point. Very good point. Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. I think this is going to be the main event of the show. And you're going to see Bad Bunny victorious, but he's going to whip some yes. ass. And there'll be there'll, um, there'll be nonsense involved. There'll be LWO. There'll be Judgment Day involved. But somehow or no, some way, shape, or form, Bad Bunny will have his hand raised. And because it's a street yeah. fight, it'll be, you know, weapons, no DQ. They'll have a, you know, they'll, they'll use the old, you know, forklift with a pallet, you know, pins Damien Priest down or whatever it is. You know, Bad Bunny's, yeah. Bad Bunny's not losing this match. No. And Damien Priest can afford taking the cell. I think the Judgment Day is that over. That whatever. It's not going to matter. Dam- Damien Priest is, you know, he's, he's, a, he, he's, he's not quite done yet. Yeah. Last last thing to predict, Jeff. Um, which San Juan, oh, uh, not San Juan, but which Puerto Rican ex WWE superstar do you think we see pop in, or is it maybe more than one? Do you who do you think we're gonna see? I would hate to think that people don't want to be cool. I, I agree. Nobody doesn't want to. I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance of a Carlito siding with an apple core being spit, maybe spit at Damien Priest's face. Maybe that distracts him for um, maybe Savio Vega. I mean, is he sort of the king of the islands? I mean, those those would be the two that I would think are most likely Savio Vega and, and Carlito. I agree. I think definitely it would be nice to see Savio Vega. I mean, he's been doing some indie shows and and shows up at signings locally. And and the street fight seems like a perfectly good place for them to be involved and and help Bad Bunny get away while sort of protecting Damian Priest. Yep. Yep. I I love it. Um, There you go. That's our WWE Backlash predictions. Jeff, anything else to cover? Some news and notes. Um, we actually covered a lot of it in the in the scope of the show during it. Let's see if I can get my light on here and see if I can see things. All right. Oh, boy. All right. We talked about this. We talked about that. I know this is going to really great. All right. Richard Holiday. he's a free agent, and he's making his return. He's taking dates. Matt Cardona. From Dick Holiday. Richard Holiday. He was part of Dick Dynasty. Holiday. Leva Bates, her contract is over with AEW. Um, Will Washington from Fightful and of podcast fame has joined AEW in an executive uh, role. He's got a whole bunch of roles, including social media and public relations. Tamatanga has been working with New Japan on no contract, basically a handshake deal. Alicia Fox's deal is up with WWE, who even though she still had one. Um, It's a shame. Yeah. Billy Stark signed with AEW. We haven't seen her since. Sky Blue signed with AEW. We've barely seen her. Jody Threat, whoever that is, signed with Impact. Nick Aldis showed up at Impact. As I said earlier, it's a short-term contract. Um, talked about Roddy. Oh, Tessa Blanchard signed a multi-appearance date with XPW. Um, Harley Cameron, who's been part of QTV 
is now official with AEW. So there you go. Few other injuries. Um, actually, I think we covered all the injuries during the course of the show, which was pretty good on our part. Um, Diana Perrazzo is the new Impact Women's Champion. Uh, ever since Mickey James had to give it up, give it up, give it up, baby. Give, oh, sorry. Um, ratings Impact. The last ratings it got, believe it or not, were from April 20th, and they went up 18,000 from the prior week to 133,000, which is the same as where they were when Kenny Omega left them. Um, so back up to that then laughable number. New Japan, the last two weeks I have for, is for them is from April 20th and April 27th. 51,000 and 52,000. So they went up 1,000 in those weeks. SmackDown, 2.175 million down from 90,000 the week prior, but last week was 2.473, up 300,000 even. Um, this is from last week, not May 5th, because SmackDown aired tonight, so we don't have that. Uh, Rampage, they did 371,000 a couple weeks ago. And then last week, they did 298,000. Granted, they've been all over the place as far as time slot, but they went down 73,000. It was sort of funny to me that, that SmackDown went up 300,000 and Rampage didn't even get 300,000 total. Somebody out there asked me what point I was trying to make. Like, just pointing out the numbers, dude. Um, Again, this is from last Friday, not from May 5th. We obviously don't have those numbers in yet. MLW, I think they're finally done with reels. There are some saying that they are trying to work out another deal. I'm not really sure if reels is interested in that. It may be a case where they want real, they want MLW to do an AEW and maybe offer to pay for some of the time and with a more generous ad split. Anyway. Battle Riot did 61,000. That's sort of like their year end battle royal. It's like their Royal Rumble, which was up 13,000 from the week before, which was 48,000, which was um, the 18th. And uh, the 11th, they did 53,000. So they went down 5,000 and they went up 13,000. Um, the week after, they were back on reruns. Raw, two weeks ago, one point. 815 million, which is exactly the same from the prior week. And then this most recent week, 1.778, down 37,000. So that was draft night two. So a lot of people agreed with me that the draft was not exactly all that entertaining on Friday night and that the having draft picks over the weekend wasn't the greatest thing to do. All right. Two weeks ago, NXT, they had uh, what they called spring break in. They did 647,000, which was a gain of 81,000. But the following week, they dropped down to 568, a drop of 79,000. Um, Dynamite, two weeks ago, we said 863,000, which was a gain of 33,000. But this week, 776,000, a loss of 87,000. All access. Um, they were preempted on the 19th. Um, but the last two weeks that they were on, 299,000 and 308,000, they are now averaging a little bit better than Power Slap was in the, in that time slot. 308,000 was a gain of, uh, 9,000. Um, dark and dark elevation were canceled, as I mentioned earlier. I'll just give you their last two weeks. Um, dark elevation. Uh, two weeks ago, 139,000. One week ago, 117,000. 
uh, Dark itself two weeks ago, 115,000, and then the last show, 124,000 so far. So not so great, right? NWA, the last three weeks, most recently 44,000, two weeks ago, 34,000, three weeks ago, 73,000. Um, A&E Biography, uh, the episode with the Iron Sheik did 452,000. Um, the episode with Hogan versus Piper went down 70,000 to 357,000, which is sort of strange. Um Iron Sheik's a uh, Well, I guess so. And maybe, you know, people just don't like Hogan. Um, or if they're Hogan now, whatever it is. And then there were there were two Steve Austin rivals shows, sort of back-to-back. Uh, one did 447,000 and one did 433,000. They each were with different rivals, obviously, uh, but did pretty well. Um, so those are your ratings. I think that's all the news and notes that I have. Anything I missed that, that you can think? Oh, I want to correct something. I did say the EC3 won the NWA championship. He won the NWA national title. So sorry for that. I want to correct that. Well, thank you for correcting it. We don't want everybody to get all up and, and at our inbox. Yeah, and the, and the Guerreros, as we mentioned earlier there, Chavo is still not speaking to Vicky, but she seems to be getting along well enough with Shaw, but they're not talking to the younger daughter. I, I, her name escapes me at the moment. But, but hey, Chavo did squash his beef with Ray, because remember, he was kayfabe and everybody, uh, working everybody. You mentioned Trinity was in Impact, right? She's on, and, and she's probably on a short-term deal we, also, probably less than, probably two or three tapings and maybe two or three pay-per-views. We did. I think the last thing to mention is you did seem like you were like uninterested or you thought it was lackluster. Want to go into that for a bit? I just thought her, her promo was sort of bad. Yeah. I thought, I I thought it was lacking. Like she wasn't, she was missing. What am I looking for? She was missing. Excitement. The glow. I mean, Granted, it's a room with where there's like 500 people in there and whatever it is. And, and she's pretending like she chose to go there. She didn't choose to go there. I mean, we, we all know that, 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 that she was pissed at WWE. She walked out for whatever the reasons were. You know, she thought that she was going to do whatever Sasha did. They went all over the world together. They went on red carpets together. They went to movie premieres and fashion shows and things like that together. And they went to Japan together. And Sasha got signed by New Japan, and then she got signed by Stardom. And then Stardom said, eh, we've allocated enough money this year. We're trying to cut costs and no money for Trinity. And, you know, so Trinity made a statement saying, listen, this is on me. It's not on any, anyone else. Good. Yeah, that, that's good. She's right. She, 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 she doesn't have anyone else to blame. She's an adult. She made her own choice. But, you know, she sort of, I think, thought that she was worth the same as Sasha and She's not. Um, so she goes to Impact. It's a short-term deal. But, yeah, her, her, you know, her promo was basically by the numbers. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I wanted to be here because the women's division is legendary. Such legends as Awesome Khan, Gail Kim, Mickey James, you know, and, you know, Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace. I mean, she's, you know, basically three out of the five names she listed were in the present. Um, you know, probably four of them were probably in the building. Um, and you know, you know, she, she loves that the fans are, she's someplace where that she's going to be allowed to glow 
and you know she's she's looking for titles she's looking for more and her mission starts now and there's basically a by the book you, you know in a small arena and she's she's probably used to more noise and more excitement and more energy and she was pretending well but it just i don't know it felt sort of sad it did it did i totally agree with you um so sad but yeah all right jeff that's yeah. it let's do some plugs uh well like i said if you want to go on a patreon you can join wrestling soup they do carry uh this show and my other two shows garden of doom and garden views and you can hear that show on the legal analysis uh, plus all the other great stuff they have there uh i'm going to be doing the drew yari show so if you want to be his patreon too you'll hear a show where i'm going to go over norse mythology like you've never heard it before this will be recorded this coming thursday which means it'll probably be up by friday um you can also find me on the PWC, and we often cross-pollinate with Channel Attitude, powered by Humming Media Group, on shows such as Smack Talk and Uncaged. So you can find me there as well. Um, and, of course, I mentioned Garden of Doom and Garden Views. I dropped two Garden of Dooms this calendar week. By the time this show drops, I'll probably drop a, a third, because I gave a bonus, and there'll be more than one calendar week at that point, and the Garden Views. And this coming week, I've got a Garden Views uh, being dropped with a professor, law professor from University of Mississippi, and we're going back into space. We're talking about space mining, space mining. So, you know, wow, that sounds like a good. Yeah, show. I got lots of I got lots of stuff going on. I interviewed a guy who's who's talking about rare earth metals and stuff. I got I got all sorts of things cooking. I got, I'm cooking with gas. I booked. Yeah, good. I have both those sho- shows fully booked into July. Impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Good for you, Jeff. All right, guys, that's episode 117. Thanks for tuning in. If uh, you want to drop us a line, feel free to email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter. Hammerlockho is our handle. That's hammerlockho. The H-O is obviously for hangover. Duh. Um, I'm at Icarusfell, MD. Icarusfell, MD. Jeff is at and you're at at Big Daddy Cool, and I'm at Big Daddy Cool. You can see me complaining about Tony Khan, who's probably blocked me by this point. Uh, The AW proper uh, uh, Twitter account has already blocked me. Uh, Oh, what will I do? I don't know. Um, And yeah, that's it, Um, Jeff. Thank you. This has been a great show. I've had a wonderful time. Many laughs. Much entertainment. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to see you the next episode because this Rhea versus Zelina match might take all of me. I'm sorry. Um, and if I make it through this match, then, um, I'll see you guys all on episode 118 until then. Stay with my friends.